0: hello and welcome to the keen on things podcast i'm your host patrick keen heard of me nobody else has um it's episode 54 i forgot if i'm doing season one season two i'm keeping them at 54 i don't i think Uh, whatever who cares um thanks for listening um we're 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 episode two into the second season uh I'm, i'm i'm so busy now i can't believe it but i like it i've been uh filling up my time with uh, work stuff but it's been a joy there's so many different projects going on it's great it's very social i know a lot of the people um guys anything i say uh, on this podcast are my opinions and not the opinions of my employer Uh, anything i say is my own my own intentions my own belief all that stuff um anything i say can and will be used against me believe me believe that it will be shut down but uh, i'm going to push it a little bit uh, let's get to the ads, get those out of the way. iFinancial Group can take care of all your commercial equipment financing needs with a one-page application. You can be pre-approved same day out the dough. Let Todd, Bodell, and iFinancial Group earn your business at 949-510-1590. Earn it nine four nine-five one zero one five nine zero or email him at Todd Bodell or T Bodell, the letter T Bodell, at i, the letter i financialgroup.com get that home-based business businesses are rewarded in ways that individuals and employees are not got to look for those tax breaks those tax benefits get active get vigilant i'm just starting to do to do that you know i'm 48 maybe it's time you're looking for those little codes and where are things rewarded and you know pass that on down pass that on down to uh, all kinds of neighborhoods throughout the country and be like hey man not cutting corners just take advantage of this you know what's being rewarded where our stipend what's being incentivized Act on that, man. Act on that. Uh, like w- when you go to college. Like when I went to college, my parents didn't know the different breaks, the different angles. By the time I graduated, they, they, they saw, they found. My mom definitely did a good job of finding out where you could get scholarship, where you could get some uh, help. And uh, we took full advantage. Like the college I went to, Carroll College, didn't have a lot of out-of-state seniors. They had a lot of kids from out-of-state that would leave after a year or two or three, uh, come home or just go wherever, maybe drop out completely. Um, so you got uh, incentivized for sticking around, and we took full advantage of that. Uh, I was pay- able to pay off college really quickly uh, afterwards because I focused on the uh, paying off college instead of my credit card. College had no um, interest rate, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm nipping this in the bud. Meanwhile, my, career, my, college, my uh, credit card uh, debt skyrocketed. And with that, you can get credit repair. Through Credit Repair 90210 with Ronan David, R-O-N-A-N, even though I've always known him to be R-O-N-N-E-N. Now he's spelling it different tricks. Credit Repair 90210. Where are they? In 90210, Beverly Hills. That's right. You saw the show. You know it. Rest in peace, Luke Perry. Um, Those guys were all like in their early 30s playing high school kids. I was so jealous. They looked good. They didn't have acne. They had sideburns, stuff like that. Um. Do you have inaccurate, obsolete or unverifiable items on your credit report? I'll tell you, even if you have even if it's legit that you owe a lot, you know, you don't have to view it as me against the world. Look, you may just owe money. You may have screwed up. Okay? So maybe your 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 credit report has accurate, non-obsolete and verifiable items regardless. Okay? Credit Repair 90210 handles their business. They handle collections, bankruptcy, Evictions, repossession,s foreclosures, child support, student loans, medical bills, late payments, and more. Wow, it, it really tells me who I'm, I'm advertising to with some of these ads. Uh, so it does all those things. Have you have you completely messed up your life? Get it on get it on track. You know, get some structure, get some structure, and climb back, baby. It's worth it, man. It's worth it. Living this life and being out of debt and you know putting money away a little bit and enjoying life and your existence on the planet like you never thought you could. Because you got bogged down and stuff like that with uh, debt, with whatever, you know, family and ulcers and a job you hated to support, you know, a situation you didn't want to support. Whether it's a house, a relationship, family, whatever. Anyway, call Ronan David at 310-773-1776. Yes, that's 310-773-1716 at Credit Repair 90210. Or find him on Facebook. He's a friend of mine. They can help you consolidate credit. And they're also looking for agents. So if you are looking for work, that's not a bad thing to do, man. Help people get out of credit and uh, put it back in the face of these credit card companies that are out there um, poaching you. Poaching your ignorance, taking advantage of you. They took advantage of me. They took advantage of a lot of friends. Uh, In college, out, right out of high school, stuff like that. So help people get on track so we have a society that's not in debt, that's not depressed, and uh, it's functioning at all levels, you know, middle class, lower class, upper class, all that stuff. It says here $89 a month after a setup fee of $190, but it's all negotiable. I might just take that line out for future episodes. $89 a month. After set up fee or one, my, my goal is to get 30 minutes uh, a week of just ads. That's what's happening. Fix that credit score, and you can fix so much more in your life. Uh, and then, yeah, my personal BS about maxing out two. My, it was not BS. It was real. I maxed out two credit cards on two different occasions back in the 2000 aughts, early aughts, and then uh, mid to late aughts. But I rebounded. I rebounded like Dennis Rodman, um, who ironically can't rebound his own life, even though he leads the freaking league in uh, awesome rebounds but hopefully he can he's great piston right piston bull uh anyways no disrespect to that guy because i love him like he's listening and gonna come after me all right don't be such a coward god uh yeah so much better off than where i was 10 15 years ago financially which you can imagine where i was if you look at my life now you're like how bad off was this guy well Anyway, um, guys, time, the word time, T-I-M-E, I referenced it in my dad's funeral years ago. He was always willing to give his time, even more valuable than money is time, and he was always willing to give that, um, maybe to a fault. I definitely do. I overgive. You know, I got—I told uh, i told my friends today, I'm like, man, I got to watch out my poonanny because like, I give it away too much, my time and effort and stuff like that. Someone that used to is my buddy Todd and one of my friends Robin, and they've, they've buckled down, and I need to buckle down too. Um, but I saw this quote recently, time is wiser than all of us. I don't know if it was Eckhart Tolle or uh, who it was. God, that guy's getting a lot of play on this podcast. Time is wiser than all of us. You know, you see stuff now, man, coming through the tunnel that you didn't see when you were 25, 22, 18, whether it was a relationship, whether it was how someone was going to react, whether you know, it's a business deal, um, TV shows, you know, you're like, oh boy, I've seen this plot before. You just get wiser with age. Um, I always trusted time. You know, it's like let's give this some time. My last relationship, I was like, let's let's not jump in anything. Let's let's give this some time. Um, you know, uh, anything, right? Anything, job, sports, working out your body when it's trying to heal. I didn't I didn't trust time when I was rehabbing my knee, and they're like, you'll be back in ten months. Now you can be back from knee rehab in like a less than a year nine ten months back then that was the early 90s and they were like you'll be back by november by uh, september august september and it was right around thanksgiving that i heard it and i'm like "Eh, give me give me a year and a half and sure enough at a year and a half i kind of i tweaked it again needed a second surgery and uh yeah and i just i needed more time than, than what they were promising you know your body, right? Time is wiser than all of us. Whether you're getting over a loss of some kind, right? Death, relationship, job, argument, uh, a, a bad game that you had in high school or whatever. Uh, it's funny how much stuff eventually falls by the wayside, man. You get perspective on it. Some some doesn't. Some sticks, right? Specific game from 30 years ago that knocked you out of the playoffs, that you should have won, something like that, Um Something that you should have done at some job, some situation, some a lover, partner, whatever, right? A conversation that you had and you, you effed up. Uh, but I find, man, that time helps, right? It gives you that perspective of what would have happened had you not made that decision you did. And it gives you time to forgive yourself. You understand why you made that decision, whether it was right or wrong. And you forgive yourself, and that's what so much of it's all about. Um, you see how it really would have played out, you know? That maybe you weren't crazy when you made that decision you did um i recently connected from a past relationship that i had 15 years ago not dating she's in a different relationship now but we text we talk we've seen each other a couple times obviously platonic uh and we talk to her about her current relationship we talk about past relationships in general our relationship a little bit you know all things really and it's really helped um it's really helped with a lot of stuff that was left over from 15 years ago. It's pretty great. and Anything unsaid or unresolved, you know, is now out in the open. It brings some clarity. That's not the case with a lot of exes, but uh, with us, it's been great. Not that people need um, to go back 15 years, but, but it can help you, you know. It just kind of worked that uh, she was still available to talk to and, you know, I'm available to talk to and she's working on her thing. So, okay. Uh, and you get to the... Th- realization everything that happened was fine and there were some dark patches but it's all fine now you know no need for animosity or confusion if you're willing to let that crap go time softens the blow and uh, this is coming from someone who hasn't been through anything too dramatic or tragic you know i sometimes really think about someone who uh if they were dr- drinking and driving and they caused a car accident or a death was involved i don't know how people deal with that that, that's so brutal. Um, and God forbid, I hope that never happens to anyone I know, love, care about myself, whatever. Uh, a death at your hands, you know. But uh, anyway, time softens the blow. I have a joke that I haven't used in a long time that I really should use again. Listen to me pat myself on the back. The, how much I love the wisdom that comes with age and how it's underrated in the West, especially America. But also Europe, Western Europe. It's underrated in the West. You know, in Asia, they embrace uh, age and wisdom a little more. Who knows if that's going to stay the same or change? I'm sure we will rub off on Asian cultures a little bit as we go into the next hundred years, and next thousand years. We'll rub off in some positive and negative ways. But uh, anyway, they embrace age and wisdom a little bit better. The joke, yeah, I know you want the joke because I, I talked about, I mentioned it, and then you're like, "Give me the joke, give me one of those Patrick Keen jokes." Well, here it comes. Um, so, yeah, I like the wisdom that comes with age. You know, I used to look at beautiful women and think, wow, I'd really like to be with her. Now I see a beautiful woman, and all I think is, ooh, her, her man must have to put up with a lot. Yeah, that looks painful, right? That's a lot of talking, listening, expensive pets, therapy stuff, therapy dogs. Um, so that's a good joke. So I don't hear any laughter. I'm a madman with this thing. Okay, I'm, I'm 10 minutes in. Um, from a writing perspective... And we're talking about time still. I don't know what led, that, led us into that time. Oh, time, getting time on those credit card payments. Okay. Um, from a writing perspective, uh, when you're writing, you want to sometimes set it aside sometimes and just walk away. Because you think you've got a masterpiece and you want to post or you want to send it off to get read and looked at, and you have to sit on it for a while, get some time and distance on it, go take a walk, leave it, leave it for a night. And some some of the work you come back to and you're like, well, there's some great stuff here and there's some shite. And you're like, thank God I looked at it for a rewrite, one more look. You know, this can be a business email too, right? You think you've wa- written a, a paragraph of mastery or a letter of recommendation. And you got to get some time and distance on it if you have time to give. Otherwise, sometimes you just have to send it off. But I know whenever I uh, write something, whether it's a pilot whether it's a stand-up joke uh, or what I'm doing now is some profiles for my classmates from high school. I'm putting that on our Facebook page. And, you know, you write a little thing and then you take a break and then you come back and you change the little wording there. Maybe send it off to a friend for a uh, punch-up. Uh, I remember talking to a painter when I was a kid who said something similar. We were at a gallery in eastern Montana. I was with my dad and we were at a gallery in Culbertson And the lady who owned the gallery was a painter, and she said, yeah, you have to walk away from the work, you know, from time to time um, if you're not feeling it or if you've just exhausted yourself. And thats I think that's kind of different as a painter. I think you paint when you, like, feel it. Because if you're forcing yourself, I can't imagine it's great, but when you write, sometimes you have to force yourself. But you walk away, right? Either you're tapped, or you just need to go into rewrite mode, which are two different modes, I find. And, uh, Man, it's so weird Your different synapses in your brain sometimes I'm like man I, you wake up and you're like I, I want to write something I got to create something so I'll do the stand up or or some little um, write up uh, profile of one of my fellow students or uh, whatever it is you know an idea for the mascot show that I have or fan center um, anyway you think you write it you think it's a masterpiece or a piece of shit either way get away from it right come back And you clearly see glaring edits that need to be made. Probably uh, the same with everything in life. Buying a car, right? Furniture arrangement in a living room. Uh, And then here, yeah, another example, sending a letter or contract on a business proposal. I'm sure some contracts have been improved with a little tweakage when you come back. I like to put the business stuff in there like I'm trying to appeal to business people. I don't know a a damn thing about business, but I... uh, I try to make it sound like I do. Okay, where are we? Halfway? Yeah, we're halfway through this. Um, any more ads? Oh, there was another one. Um, oh damn it, what was the portable dog? Oh man, my buddy Chris Ansevin, who was in my family at Saint Catharines when I was it was a grade school, Catholic grade school in Laguna Beach, and he was my first grader when I was in eighth grade. You had a family, you had eight, seven, six uh Five, four, three, two, one. Could I, did I screw up the numbers? I, how could I not count from eight backwards? And he was my first grader, and he was uh, hilarious and a little buddy and uh, looks the same nowadays, has three kids, I think. But he has a dog grooming business, dog, a dog grooming business. And uh, obviously COVID has, in a weird way, helped them because they're portable. It's called Day Spa, Spa Dog. It's called Spa Dog in Orange County, S-P-A, Dog, D O G. And they have like seven or nine trucks and they go to different homes and they do a spa for your dog, portable. And they've done very well in the pandemic. Some businesses have thrived, right? Um, I'm plugging that. I'm plugging it. It's called Spa Dog, Orange County, California. But they go all over, Southern Cal. So look them up. Why am I adding ads halfway through? But uh, he's a great guy and, uh, man, he used to come at us. He's a little chubby first grader, and he had had a shaved head, and he would come out. I think he carpooled with Zach, and he would come, and Zach's like, you had to listen to this kid, and he would come and swear at us. Like, his mouth was so dirty, and he'd laugh and laugh and run away from us, and we'd chase him because he'd come up and call us, you know, MFers or something, and we would chase him and, like, you know, not hurt him, but just rough him up a little, tackle him in the dirt, and we'd get him crying, and... It was amazing. It was amazing, man. This chubby little first grader, and he hasn't changed. He he, uh, he looks the same. He's an amazing water polo guy, and uh, it was funny. He would our our head nun, our mother nun, I guess uh, mother's Superior, was Sister Florence, and he would swear. We'd chase him, and then he would fake cry and be like, "Sister Florence, they're being mean to me." And you know, she eighth graders, you know, leave him alone. And uh, oh, he was just perfect at playing both sides of it anyways good friend now spot dogs check them out okay um, so right now what I'm doing with uh, I'm working with my high school alumni a little bit and we have our 30th reunion coming up this summer for them it's 30th I'm like 15 years younger than them but we're, I'm writing these profiles for all the people I grew up with went to school with some I knew some I didn't some I have personal stories with uh, some I don't I have to do a little research on their background meet with them sometimes just get some uh pluck some information from their profiles on LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever. And, uh, yeah. And after I'll tell you, man, they're fun yeah. as hell. And I was talking to my friend Simone yesterday and she's like, you paint a picture. It's almost like you're doing an obit, but while they're alive and it, it, you paint a picture and it's kind of nice because you get background stuff and you tie in, I tie in a lot of nonsense. Mostly nonsense, but, you know, some heartfelt stuff. And it feels good to write for somebody else. It feels good to promote somebody. How many times in your life do you have somebody, uh, a professional comedy writer, writing about you, you know? <laughs> uh, but after, after I write each one, man, I'm like, yeah, I don't know how many more of these I can do, right? It's almost like I feel like I'm a medium and I just get exhausted because uh, we have like 220 kids in that class, in my graduating class. I've done like seven, so we'll see how far I can go. Um, I'll keep doing them for my class. Um, regardless, you know, um, I'll do them more on LinkedIn for Santa Margarita alumni run businesses in the area and beyond indefinitely, for sure, from all classes. I really want to promote like a good business directory thing. It's fun, useful, spotlighting companies, spot, uh, spotlighting individuals. In the BLM movement, about eight months ago, where there uh, there were flyers that promoted black-owned businesses, restaurants, in different cities, and I hit a couple of restaurants in my own city, and uh, you know, posted on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, you know, no, feels good, feels good, right? Some black-owned businesses getting some love, getting some of the uh, hopefully white people coming in and spending some dollars there, right? And that's one way to fix this whole this rift, man, this this chasm. Let's eat together, drink together, eat in each other's establishments, walk through neighborhoods that you thought were so scary. Um, but, uh, yeah, so these, these posts have been a um, good idea on a variety of levels, you know, whether it's getting your car fixed. At Mission Viejo Auto Collision on Via Fabricante off Alicia Parkway, getting your dog groomed by Happy Spa Dogs, mobile grooming in Mission Viejo. Um, it's good. It's fun to profile other people than yourself. Fun to plug their businesses uh, and it's fun to make the world a little bit smaller, a little bit more manageable, a little bit more communal. You know, you go to Asian countries, Eastern European, European, East Coast of America. There's these little communities, man, these little nooks and crannies. And the beauty of the West is the freedom and the entrepreneurship. I don't know that that's a word. But uh, but now third, fourth generation in, in Orange County, it's nice to uh, make the world a little smaller by connecting people. I've always liked connecting people. It's like a puzzle for me or connecting the dots. There's just no reason. A lot of people shouldn't know each other if they can do business together and a little more trustworthy. And hopefully that leads to affluence, I don't know, happiness, right? Um, so a good thing for me for the lack of shows over the last year, getting out of L.A. for a second has been the step back and foot off the gas of my own social media. Not that I was posting daily videos, blogs, or pics, but I was doing some of that, and it's nice to take foot off the gas there and uh, apply pressure, apply interest, apply attention elsewhere. It's, um, it's nice to put that effort into other people. I think that's what maybe kept me from being even a better stand-up. You, you, you say, how can you be better? I don't think I had a big enough ego, maybe to be to be better i always liked um to be part of casts i like to be part of uh sets tv shows little sketch ideas stuff like that more than just the isolated stand-up i'm just like i don't have that much to say i don't you know i don't want to talk that long about it just being my voice i'd rather have a kind of a collaborative team effort thing uh so the 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 facebook posts and i put them on instagram too um i'm not i'm not instagram i'm sorry uh linkedin fun to find out about old friends, old classmates. Uh, then put them on blast if they choose. Some have asked not to have it done, which is fine. I get that. I guess. I don't know why you you know, I don't know what, what's the worst that can come. Um, okay, we're at almost 22 minutes here. Santa Margarita, Modern Day, went to a football game last Friday. It was my first in a lot. I did see Santa Margarita play Mayfair a few weeks ago, um, but I got to see Santa Margarita versus Modern Day last Friday. This is Easter football, man. It's the only season where it gets warmer as the season gets deeper. Went to the San Bowl. haven't been there since I was a kid, never played there in high school. We played at Orange Coast College, Saddleback, and then a variety of high schools. We didn't play at um we didn't play at the uh, San Bowl, but I went a ton there to watch modern day and survey games in the eighties. And they used to have guardian angels, man. They had civilians getting involved. I loved it as a kid. They were guardian angels, they were local guys, they were badasses, and they had red berets and kind of military suits on, they weren't armed. But they were just there to make keep the peace at these games in the neighborhood before and after. I think they're still in New York. I just tried to Google guardian angels, and all that came up was like elderly home care stuff, which is kind of different, but pretty funny. That would be funny if you had an elderly home care, and just this badass Latino from Santa Ana walks in. He's like, "Yeah, I'm your guardian angel." Um, I loved it, man. I like I like seeing civil uh, or civic civic uh, you know taking on civic involvement you know people that are local stuff like that people caring it's like this is our territory you know we don't want trash here we don't want a filthy neighborhood you know we want some respect we don't want we want to be connected to the neighborhood right to the whatever level of uh whatever category or demographic or whatever it is around the world um i like one of the things i like seeing is ex-gang members there's a service in la where ex-gang members take you on tours uh don zolo did it he's a comedian in boston he was out here in la for a bit well for like a week and he went on an ex-gang member tour and they're there they're they're not often they're like uh, once a month or something but it's what a great way to make money you know to take tours the old gang territory smart way to get white money in there right get some white tourists like some very uh some rubes right get some exposure fill in that chasm that is race relations let's eliminate some ignorance you know let's say let's eliminate some ignorance today by taking people on this tour take that white curiosity people want to help they want to get involved at whatever level they're happy to give 55 dollars. i think is how much those tours are you go around and you get a little education of what it was like and what maybe it still is like i think it's a great idea to connect i love that kind of stuff man um all right we're at 25 minutes um To see, I have, the, I have the quote here: "To see one's predicament clearly is a first step toward going beyond it. Identifying something about yourself that maybe other people knew already. You realize you have a drinking problem. You realize you need to go to therapy. You realize you're going to pursue that person. Uh, you realize you want to get out of that toxic relationship. Such a huge first step that that realization, man. Uh, that recognition. You have to have a talk with an employee about their performance or behavior, or your boss." About unhappiness with the situation, salary otherwise, there's a great relief that comes from once you uh, see the predicament. That's the first step in going beyond it. Okay, uh, even, though, even though you know, even though you know that there is work ahead, I'm always I, myself. I'm always pretty late to the game on recognizing something. What's this source of stress that's sitting in my gut for months or a year? Um, that's me, right? I don't realize it. I don't take inventory uh are you like that you don't know what's bothering you you know you got to take that self-inventory because you're like what's going on here what i feel an ulcer What what is it and you get older and hopefully you deal with that and you realize quicker okay this is what's bothering me and let's let's take a step toward you know fixing that right now this let's let's broach the subject let's have the conversation that needs to happen otherwise that sits and it's just brutal man it's just brutal um why does it so funny to feel stress but not to know why? Yeah, that's what I have written here. Isn't that crazy? You feel stressed and you're like, I don't know why. And you just try to project. And you're like, oh, no, I'll just clean the house again, again. Uh, I'll just work more instead of, you know, doing this other responsibility thing I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, I, think, I think I'm getting that. It's from Eckhart Tolle's Awakening to Your Life's Purpose. That's the book. Keeping that ego in check. He also wrote wrote The Power of Now, which I'm going to read next. I think The Power of Now was first, but for some reason I like to go uh, in the other order of things. Um, Quick story, man. I had some dental surgery. I had some gum scraped off the roof of my mouth. A shot, two shots, on the roof of the mouth and then down by the teeth. I have to do three different. I'm just finishing the second. Shot in the mouth, numbs me up top gum scraped off and then stitched into lower areas because i have receding gums nothing I you know i took care of my teeth brushed flossed all that mouthwash uh, since high school so it's not that and the dentist periodontist, have been very good about just saying look man this is you're just born with it right so um so i've got the numb mouth i i walk on my break from school from work i walk to uh nectar little plug that's the nectar on uh, in rancho is santa margarita owned i think a tank just ran into the building i'm in um we're going over 30 by the way so get ready um so i have the numbness i i can't i i'm taking pills and i'm numb and i'm still bleeding it's the day after the surgery i go to nectar i walk on my lunch break over there to get a smoothie because i have to do smoothies for a few days now i'm back on food but i was doing the smoothies and i pick up and i, I hate trash man and so i go to pick up trash and um, I pick up this empty bottle of rum. It's just a full, like a big bottle, and it's empty. I say full, meaning it's big. So, I, so I'm so i walking around, and I'm kind of out of it. I'm kind of groggy, and so I've got an empty bottle of rum, and I'm groggy, and I'm walking looking for a trash can, and I'm kind of like tipsy with my walk because so I'm drugged up too. I'm taking painkillers, oxycodone, and uh, this cop pulls up, and he's like, you all right, man? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just, you know, and I'm talking all the side of my mouth. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm throwing out this bottle, man. I just hate trash. He's like, what? And I'm like, oh, I hate trash. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, this is trash. I picked it up. And he's like, you all right? And he and he, he, didn't get out of the car, but he stops and we're talking. And I'm like, yeah or, you know, I just don't like trash. And I keep saying how much I don't like trash instead of, like, getting to the point. And he's probably like, what am I dealing with? Because I'm in, like, nice work clothes. I'm in business casual. And, you know, I don't, you know, I have short hair, all that stuff. And so I'm talking, side of my mouth, and I'm like, while I'm saying this, I'm looking for other pieces of trash. Like, I look like a junkie. I'm looking for other pieces of trash I can throw away to prove to him that I'm throwing it away and this isn't my empty bottle of rum. Uh, just there's a this situation should have been over in ten seconds it never should have happened and I'm like a minute and a half in and just thinking of excuses and I'm like and I have the pills in my pocket but I'm on amoxicillin as well as oxycodone so I wanted to prove to him that I had the surgery so I'm like here man I'll show you I'm on pain or I'm on uh, medication I meant to say antibiotics and I thought I had the uh amoxicillin but i pulled out the oxy oxycodone or the oxy is that it yeah oxycodone and i hand it to him and so i've just handed a cop oxy but it's prescribed right so it's fine but he's probably like okay this guy's giving me oxy He's, he's he's clearly been drinking he's he's stumbling all over the damn place and it's just not going well it's not going well. And I want and he's like, where do you I'm like, I'm just here on lunch break. I work down the street. And he's like, where do you work? And I wouldn't tell him because I didn't want to incriminate my place of business. And he's like, Why won't you tell me where work? I'm like, yeah, it's just down there. It's like a home office. And uh which like once I tell him where I do work and he realizes it's not a home office, I'm screwed, right? And it's just not going well. And he gives me the I'm glad he gave me the oxy background. But uh Eventually, I'm like, "Here, man, here," and I just I pull open my lip to show him like a bloody stitched up mouth, and he's like, "Okay, okay,", okay. and he's like, "All right, man, we'll get get back to work and just take care of yourself." Like, I've already wasted so much of this guy's time, and I'm like, "Thanks, officer. Thanks, man." And so I start walking back, and I see, and he's pulling away, kind of looking at me, and I see a piece of trash, and I like point at another piece of trash as if he can see what I'm pointing at, but I'm pointing at it to go, "Hey." i'm gonna pick up with the intention that he'll know that like i'm trying to say hey i'm gonna pick up this other piece of trash just you know even though you've already let me go you know i'm i I still plan on getting a piece of trash and i could see him just looking at me like he didn't he didn't shake his head but he wanted to (laughs) and he's probably like jesus christ maybe i will take some vacation i could see him just going "I, i need some time off man it's been a long pandemic um just watching him pull away and then i found a trash can and some more trash and threw it away i just the trash drives me crazy fascinating story vanessa um where are we is this is this over okay we're at 31 minutes i'm gonna i'm gonna bump the uh the tweets of the week till next week um there's some funny ones but uh dental surgery you got to stay on top of it it's important right so, guys, thanks for listening. Keen on Things podcast, Patrick Keen. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. Um, Keen of comedy. This is the Keen on Things podcast. More than a year in now. Feels good. Thanks for listening. Subscribe so you know right away when this comes at you and you don't have to go digging for it. And uh, who knows? Maybe someday we'll turn into something and I'll have guests and I'll have more interesting stories than a bloody uh, mouth full of, you know, stitched up gum. 31 minutes. Bye. Love you. Thanks.